the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. By His Spirit, we are alive. So why do we try to find life in other things? Let's talk about that next. Hi there, and welcome to Times of Refreshing. You know, our lives are bent on trying to find significance, contentment, purpose, meaning. When God tells us we are alive, we have purpose and meaning in Him. And that's what we're looking at today. Welcome. I invite you to join us here in Romans chapter 8. By His Spirit, we are alive. Not by anything else we would try to add to our lives or do in this life. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, with times of refreshing. Lust is a taker. It's never going to be satisfied. So, so if you're just going to keep pumping yourself with this stuff, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to have a great marriage. You're never, going to, you're never going to enjoy the person that God did place in your life. If, if you, just, all you, all you, you just want to see this all the time. But that's what happens when, when we set our minds on the things of the flesh. If that's the thing that consumes your mind. I mean, how many, how many selfies are you going to take? Can I have an amen? How many? We saw your face. Now, I'm not against selfies. I'm just saying, how many? I mean, how many? How many? We saw you in this pose. We saw you on that pose. We saw you in this one. We saw you on this one. We saw you throw up the dubs. We saw you throw, we saw your gang sign, you know. How many? Look at your neighbor and tell me he's not talking about you, is he? Say, so some of y'all looking at y'all Instagram account right now. Y'all done went on Instagram. <laughs> y'all looking through there like, oh. <laughs> he talk about me. I mean, how many? I mean, you don't have one, you don't have one scripture on there, nothing. At least give me one scripture. our minds on the things of the flesh and we get so fleshy 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 and then we start feeding and it's a mindset that needs to be broken look at verse six y'all for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is what life and peace do we want life and do we want peace well we got to become spiritually minded 
Our mindset has to change and we have to allow God to get our minds off the earthly and sensual and fleshly things and put them more on spiritual things. But we don't want to be so spiritually minded that we don't enjoy our lives and different things. It just means that when you become spiritually minded, that's when you do become earthly good. Jesus was earthly good because he had a spiritual mind. And the same Jesus that walked upon the face of the earth and lived a perfectly perfect life, that same Jesus is in you to help you to overcome and to rule and to govern your flesh and to take authority back and to realize that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have him in you to help, to help you, and so do I. He says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Look at verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Look at verse 8. So then those who are in the flesh cannot do what? Can't please God by walking in the flesh. Saints, we can't. There's no way that we can possibly... The old Adam has to be crucified. The old you has to be crucified so that the new you can live. And so what happens is for all of us here in this room, we have to realize if I'm walking in the flesh, I'm living according to the flesh, I'm setting my mind just on the things of the flesh, there's no way possible I can please God. I can go to church. I can sing the songs. But it doesn't mean I'm pleasing God. And that point that I'm trying to make here is that at some point in our lives, we have to make this transition in our minds. That my mind belongs to God. My mind belongs to God. He says in verse 9, he says, but you are not in the flesh. But in the spirit, he says, if, somebody say if, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And that's just the the stark reality. All of us need to be born again. We needed to be born again. Every person on the planet needs to be born again because our old nature is defective. But when we give our life to Christ, he causes us to be born again. He infuses within us his nature and then he gives us the spirit of God. And he becomes... He becomes the one that bears witness within us, and we're going to see this, that we're true, legitimate children of God. I can't say I'm a child child of God if I don't have his spirit. And believe me, there are many evil and wicked spirits on this planet and in people. He says here, he says in verse 10, and if Christ is in you, And if Christ is in you, look at your neighbor and tell him, Christ is in me. Christianity isn't just about a bunch of, you know, 
deals talking about faith. No, this is an infusion of life. Christ is in me. Christ is in you. He says, and if Christ is in me, he says, the body is dead because of sin. Your old nature and your body, whether you realize it or not, every day your body is dying. Your body is dying every day. You can dress it up. You can buff it up. You can clothe it up. You can put some perfume on it. You can look good, but every day you can pull it back. I'm going to say it. Come on, ladies. Y'all know. You can tuck it up, but it's still dying. Our, our old, our bodies are dying and the influence, and we have to see that with that, the confines of our old nature, but though my outward man is perishing, my inward man is being renewed day by day. Can I have an amen? How many are grateful for that? My outward man is perishing, but my inward man, I'm becoming strong in here. It's being renewed day by day through Christ. And so what happens to us, saints, he says the body of dead is because of sin. Because when Adam sinned, we all sinned. And now the old body is dying and decaying. But how many know the scripture says you're going to get a new body too? Amen. He says, but the spirit, look at verse 10. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. The Spirit of God comes in. He revives me. I have a new nature. And now I'm alive within. And though my outward man is perishing, my inward man is, is, is being renewed day by day. I'm getting stronger and stronger. And as I set my mind on spiritual things, I understand this dynamic that's going on within me. Look at verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through, this, through his spirit who dwells where? Within you. And this is powerful too because what happens to us is that when a human being dies and they're in Christ, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with who? With the Lord. Immediately you go into the presence of God. When Jesus cracks the sky, you're going to receive a resurrected body. Scripture talks about this, okay? But this is also heavy because not only that, but even though, even though we're dying and our bodies are, 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 are going through this process, when you are in Christ, there's something about God's ability to revive and awaken your mortal body as you go through this process. Have you ever seen somebody that you knew was in the world and they were living just crazy, riotous living and then all of a sudden you didn't see them in a while and then you saw them and they had given their life to Christ and you saw how they looked? It's like, man, you don't look the same, man. Man, I gave my life to God. Man, your teeth look good. (laughs) 
I knew you when you was doing drugs, man. Your teeth did, did they look tacked toe up, man. Now look at you. Can I have an eight? Can I preach it this morning, y'all? Like, you look better. You combed your head. Can I have an amen, y'all? You look, look at you, man. You look clean. You look clean now. Because that's what the devil will do. The devil will get us looking like we're zombies. Beat your body down. Have you looking toe up from the flow up. And just tear your life up. Christ comes in. He starts to cleanse you, cleanse you from the inside out. And then externally, he starts to quicken your mortal body. He starts to awaken you. Clean you up and you look around and you say, man, this person really has changed their life. Look what God has done in them. He's revived them. Can I have an amen? And let me say this as I move on. Because the world will beat you up. Have you all up one, two o'clock in the, in the morning at a club? Smoky ballrooms. Loud, crazy music. You up in there doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, and then knowing you got to get up and go to work in the morning. You get one, two hours sleep and then you running in there, people looking at you. And then the devil looks at you and he just laughs. He's like, you're just wearing yourself out. I'm just killing you. Look at you. Now you're putting all this stuff in your body. You're drinking yourself to death. I'm just, and the devil just sits back and laughs at us. And our body just starts breaking down because it wasn't designed. And it speeds up the process of decay. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I talk about this this morning? I know it's Mother's Day. But we want, the mothers want people to do right. Amen? And, and so what? So what happens is now you in the club and we're doing all this stuff and they're smoking in there and you getting secondhand smoke, thirdhand smoke, and then you probably smoking and then you and then your body's falling apart and then we say, what happened? I don't know why I'm feeling so bad. I don't know why I'm feeling so bad. Well, wh- was you up last night? Yeah, we went to the club. How late was you up? We was about we we got about there about two thirty, three thirty. What was you drinking? We were drinking some white Zinfandel, and we had some, you know, this, that, and the other. We, you know, so you sophisticated now. You got the Zinfandel. You was drinking a 40 last week. Now you, come on, y'all. Can I talk about it? It's still poisoning you. And then, okay, so then now, and then, and then, oh, say, so you, okay, and then, do you, do you remember who you went home with last night? And then we, we break down. But when you give your life to Christ and the Spirit of God gets in you, what does he do? He quickens and awakens and he, and he begins to strengthen your mortal body. He begins to revitalize you and renew you and restore you. And the things that the devil meant to kill you, he begins to rescue from them things. Can I have an amen? And the next thing you know, you look up and you find yourself with power on the inside and you find yourself with power and you find yourself saying man look at man look at me god has changed my life can i have an amen y'all look at verse 12 he says therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh you don't owe your flesh anything the old endemic nature, you don't owe your old endemic nature anything. Because the, new, the old you is dead and there's a new you on the inside of that body. Can I have an amen? 
And so I don't owe my flesh anything. I don't owe the old Napoleon Kaufman anything. He's dead. And we pick up our cross and we crucify him daily. Then what happens is you learn that I don't owe my old nature anything. I don't owe my old nature any clubs. I don't owe my old nature any drugs. I don't owe my, my old nature anything. I don't owe it nothing. I'm alive in Christ. And the old me is dead. And you guys can go. And you guys can, you, guys can, you know, say you're having all the fun you want. But I'm, that's just not the direction that God's telling me to go. I don't owe him nothing. I don't owe the old Adam anything. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will what? You'll live. By His Spirit, I'm alive. Because all the devil wants to do is get us to go down this road of destruction. That leads to death. Premature death. But in Christ, he says that he makes us alive by the power of his spirit. Look at verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So I want to be led by his spirit. I want to be governed by his spirit. I want the spirit of God to order my steps and to keep me in the straight paths that leads to righteousness. Look at verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption where, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Meaning, I have a new father. God is my father. And he's infused within me his nature. And so I don't owe the old Adam anything. And his spirit, look what he says here. He says, He says that his spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. He says in verse 16, for the spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit, the human spirit, that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit constantly confirms within me that you're a child of God. He bears witness that I'm new and I'm alive in Christ. We got to believe that, saints. And we got to go through this process of dying out to the old us and embracing the new us so that now we live our Christian life and we see ourselves ascending. Our Christian life wasn't designed to be like this, it was designed to be like this. He's taking us from glory to what? This is what he's doing. But, but we, we, we frustrate the grace of God. When we don't yield to the influence of the Spirit of God. And so that's why our walk with Christ becomes like this. It's always a fight. Why? Because you're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. You haven't died to the old Jew yet. That's when it becomes a fight. I've never seen anybody go to the grave and start fighting with a dead man. Well, when we start giving up ourselves and say, God, not my will, but your will be done, and we yield to that, and the Spirit of God comes in, what happens is he helps us to enjoy our walk with him, and then we start to really cry, Abba, Father. Look what he says here. He says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, verse 16, that we are children of God, and if children, 
than heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. And this suffering, part of the suffering isn't just, you know, people hating on us and persecution for our faith. Some of the suffering is the internal dying out process that we feel as God is trying to liberate us from the old us so that we can embrace the new us. It's, it can be painful when walking with Jesus and God's trying to kill something in you. Can I have an amen, y'all? And God says, okay, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to give that up. And we say, well, but I really like it. And God says, no, but it's killing you. You say, well. And then you start feeling this, this achiness within, like, ah. And God says, but if you give it up, you're going to live. And then we, we, learn, to, we learn that death is, is working in you, but life now is beginning to spring forth and it's being given to others through you. Can I have an amen? And so then what happens is, as you're walking with Christ, God is killing something in you. He says, okay, you know what? You got a real bad attitude. We got to deal with this. And then God gives you opportunity to deal with it. And then it's painful. Number one, it's painful when God shows you something you didn't even know. You thought you was cool. And then you thought that was a a good character quality. (laughs) God said, no, that's a bad attitude that you have. I got to get it. And then God, and then you give it up, and then suffering starts to take, you start experiencing the suffering of Christ. You start experiencing suffering going on within you because really it's the old you that's the one that's crying and complaining, but the new you is saying, yeah, let's go. And so God is, he's, he's making you. But what happens for all of us, when we start feeling we have... Americans have been programmed that if you feel pain, then something must automatically, you must be wrong, something. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm feeling pain, and this isn't always bad. God's trying to kill something in me so that I can live. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you all a question, okay? We got mamas in the building. Did you ever push out one of your babies and didn't have any pain? Even if you had an epidural, you felt some things. But as, as pain was working, life was being given. And sometimes for us, as we're suffering for Christ, something is dying in us, but then something is coming alive. And we have a tendency to focus so much on the thing that's dying that we don't, we don't rejoice and wait a minute, this is working for my good and God is giving. Can I have an amen? Something is coming alive in me right now. Is it painful? Yes. But am I getting better? Yes. Because God is killed. And what happens is if we suffer with him, he says we'll be glorified together. I'm an heir. And I'm going to experience all the blessing that God has to release into my life. There's going to be some suffering along the way because he's got to kill some things in me. And he's going to allow me to experience some persecution along the way. But it doesn't mean that I'm not an heir. It means that I'm being perfected as an heir. And as I embrace this process, God continues to groom me and raise me up. 
This morning, I wanted to share this message because it's important that we understand that your life is found in Christ and the Spirit of God. He makes you alive and He causes us to come alive. And we have to realize that we cannot please God if we're walking in the flesh. We're pleased God by walking in the Spirit, but understanding this dynamic of how we walk in the Spirit is what I wanted to communicate today. So that as we go out these doors and we experience our, our journey with God and we feel the tugging and the pulling, we know exactly what's going on within us. There's nothing strange. God said that my old Adam was going to die and the new Adam in Christ was going to live. That I'm not confused about that. That I'm not confused about being a child of God. That, that, and I'm not confused. He said that whomsoever is led by the Spirit of God, these are the, ch- the children of God. That I understand this whole dynamic of Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 17. And when I walk out these doors, that I'm going to see the fullness of God's expression in my life because I understand the process. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 925- 292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.